0: Kia ora, Wellington. You are listening to B-Side Stories on Wellington Access Radio, 106.1 FM. That song was Speak Out by Public Voice, which um, and we have the drummer from that band in the studio with us today. So we have Baman Khalili and Sarah Shabohang. And that was the guest's very kindly confirming that I had pronounced their name in a passable way. (laughs) Um, So Barman and Sara, welcome to the studio. Thank you. you. Um, So I wanted to have you both along today so we could talk a bit about, well, I think it came originally because I knew about the work you'd been doing about protests about what's um, happening in Iran at the moment. But actually, it would be good to hear more about your lives and um, and the Iranian community in Wellington and your thoughts beyond that. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Barmar, just before we start, you are, you're in the band Public Voice. Yes. Do you want to tell us about the song we just listened to?
1: Yeah, the uh, Kyoro. yeah the. We composed this song uh, in Malaysia before we migrated to New Zealand two years ago. And this song uh, about the uh, refugee people. Mm-hmm. And I was a refugee for 11 years in Malaysia. Yeah. And before we left Malaysia, we record this song. And after we reached to here, this song is ready now. This song on Spotify and YouTube. And I like this song because many refugees like us need the voice, need to speak out yeah. all the time and uh, fighting for freedom, for uh, motherland. Yeah. And the, the band,
0: is, is it popular, just... <laughs> yeah, the band, uh, uh,
1: the band uh, uh, for me and my younger brother, Two years younger than me, and he lives in Auckland now. He played uh, guitar and uh, vocal. And we had a live concert for near two months ago in Wellington. And we prepare a next concert in Christchurch in June.
0: Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something for our listeners to yeah. look forward to. Yeah. Heading down south. <laughs> yeah. All right, thank you for that. Um, so yeah, I thought it would be good to start with um, a background of what has been happening in Iran in the last six months or so, um, yeah. and also how that's progressed. Like what the situation's like now. I think lots of uh, readers, uh, our listeners, would know um, that there have been protests, but not have a, but not know kind of. How it's all unfolding you know it kind of stops being the headlines so do you want to start sarah <laughs> yeah. and um,
2: hello all um, my name is sarah Shabahang, and um so to talk about what's happening in iran uh, actually um, at first glance it seems that everything just started uh, at september 2020 uh, 2022 Uh, After a 22-year-old Mahsa Amini uh, was killed uh, in the custody of uh, police, uh, morality police, so-called morality police. Um, And um, because allegedly uh, she's not wearing her hijab properly. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we heard about that. I think we here, we just heartbroken. And uh, I myself remember I I read the uh, news about that, I crying hard. And then I started to hear that many people uh, just start demonstra- demonstrating in Iran and protesting. Um, and uh, it was good because people, it seems, that people started to speak up about themselves. Uh, but um, uh, because actually uh, the regime in Iran, they are not a democratic regime. Um, so they can't stand people speak up. so they like always, like the 44 years, um, the last 44 years, they oppressed people. Um, People get shot, uh, blinded, arrested, tortured, and now they poison schoolgirls. Yeah. And that's so sad. And so we went through a lot during the last six months here. It was, we just pretend to show, you know, especially Kiwis, that everything is okay, but everything was awful, it wasn't okay, we just tried to keep our face happy, <laughs> you know, to go to work every day, come back home, read the news, crying, many times during the day, and it was very awful experience for us. Yeah,
0: and the situation, in your view, has it improved at all um, in recent times, following the protests?
2: Um, it's very difficult, actually. I, myself, I'm very optimistic. Many people, at first, they thought, okay, so there is a protest and we are going to do the regime change. But it is difficult because it's a brutal regime. It's not a democratic country. And we need to uh, fight very hard to get what we want. Um, I, myself, I'm optimistic, I think. So we did a little bit of, uh, you know, we did a big protests and we suffer a lot from that. But uh, now we are at the stage, we are start talking and planning the future. And I think for each, if we don't like to go blind uh, in terms of um, establishing the new regime, we need to have this conversation among us. Mm-hmm. And we need to be, you know, to show uh, how we can tolerate different view and in my opinion, we are at good stage. We are at um, planning for future stage, and um, I think at the end of the day, everything goes well for us. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> do you share the optimism, Baman?
1: Yeah. yeah, actually, the this protesting after revolution in Iran happened. Revolution in Iran, the Iranian people uh, had a bad life in Iran.
0: Yeah. Uh, so this is since the... Um, 1979. 1979. Yeah, 1979.
1: So when it became, um, the Isl- do they call it the Islamic regime? Yeah, Islamic, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that time my uncle also uh, in Iran fighting with uh, this new government, Khomeini government. But uh, he migrated to Germany 40 years ago, had many problems with the Iranian regime. Uh, better we be call brutal regime, yeah. and yeah, uh, we are like this. We continue our family and uh, our people in Iran protesting, and uh, sometimes uh, uh, we thinking we left Iran and we must uh, have a happy life here. Don't care about Iran, but for us this is uh, like a Absolutely. war for our people. Yeah. and we must uh, fighting and we try to change this brutal regime in Iran. Uh I know something change in future. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: We
0: hope so. Yeah yeah. 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 But that would have also been the situation for as long as for your living memories as well under that regime, yeah? Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Unfortunately if it this regime we have lots of bad memory. Yeah. yeah. I was born in uh, 1980, exactly two weeks before Iran and Iraq um, war started, and for the first eight years of my life, every morning I woke up with the war news. Mm. And just imagine that. So uh, we all uh, traumatized by that, by that regime. You know, th- that was the first eight years of my life, and after that, go to a school, going to a school. We dictated to do what they wanted us to do. Uh, they uh, dictated us to what to listen, what to wear, what to watch, what to read, and how to speak to other person.
0: Mm-hmm. At
2: university, if two uh, a student girl and boy start to talk each other, morality yeah. police can come yeah. and just ask them uh, stop talking yeah. because it's you know it's a separation in everything. Yeah. yeah. And how yeah, to laugh. Yeah, even. Yeah. <laughs> You are not allowed, for women, you are not allowed to laugh um, loudly in public because it's it's not good for a woman to do that. Yeah. And, you know, it's every day in Iran, um, uh, by that regime, it's like a torture. And it's very difficult. Yeah, lots of, um, and it's very sad because Iranian people, this is how we separate um Iranian people from the government, so I myself, I don't like to call them Iranian government. I call them Islamic regime right. because I think they are not Iranian. How a, a government could be that cruel to their own people? But on the other hand, Iranian people, I, you know, they are very kind, you know, very good hospitality. and. Every, I can just, for every day, I can um, tell you how my fellow Iranian was kind to me. And, you know, in the street, you know, everywhere you go, they, you know, trying to be kind to each other. And that's very bad, you know, that's make it even very hard for us. Why that kind people need to be ruled by that brutal government. It's so heartbroken. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, I mean,
0: that's a good question. What was, (laughs) what did the new regime think it was fixing or... Yeah, I mean that's a kind of rhetorical question. Yeah, maybe. yeah, it's yeah. very difficult. Um, so, for for you at the moment, the how would you describe the big issues that you see of kind of the protest movement, but in general? So, it's kind of um, you said it kind of start um, planning. Oh, well, with the, um, with the death of, of um, Masaameni, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. Masamini, then that just kind of was a catalyst to bring out other issues that had, you know, things that you wanted to change in the country. So I guess what I'm asking is what would your, um, what would the changes you'd want to bring be? What are you
2: asking for or what, how do you want it to change? Um, so actually what we're asking for for myself has changed during the last 40 years because um, after the war I just thought okay so we have this regime maybe we can uh, just revise that you know it could be go, uh, the regime could uh, go through some uh, reform and we tried you know to participate in elections and just choose our uh, candidate someone that who can just a little stand uh, against the Superior leader, uh, but at the end of the day, at after that amount of trying, you know, to be, um, you know, uh, just follow their rules and everything we can do to avoid any other revolution or any other war, um, civil war or anything mm-hmm. like that. But it didn't happen, and the uh, superior leader and the um, Islamic regime just show us they are not. It's not about you. It's about us. Yeah. We do whatever we want. And um, now I think at the moment the only things I myself want is uh, to change the regime. And I think you know I consider them uh, a threat not just to Iranian but to the whole world. Actually, they are a threat to the whole world. You know, everything they do is a threat. Um, for example, in our country, they ruin the environment. Yeah. You know, they don't care about climate change. They, mm. they don't take a, a care about, um, you know, uh, people of Iran or people that need more attention. They don't care about that. They just t- care about their ideology and they do whatever they want to support that ideology. And they threaten Israel. Why they would do that? Because it's always, it's a long uh, friendship between Israel and between Iran during mm-hmm. the thousand last thousand years. Yeah. It's always, but you know, they just ruined our friendship and it's so sad. Mm-hmm. So I myself, the only things I want is to change the regime. I just, I, we like to establish a good democratic regime in Iran, a friendly, secular regime that don't threaten other countries or Iranian people. Yeah. I think it's the best for both. Yeah, yeah, very
1: <laughs> really good for all the world. Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. Uh, you banned? Yeah, actually, the, me and my brother uh, start protesting in Iran twenty five years ago with yeah. our music. With we played rock music, and Iranian government don't like uh, uh, rock music, and they are call me and my brother Satan, and yeah, they are send us to the jail or two times and one time poisoned us and we went to coma yeah and uh-huh. we, we just uh, played the music and singing about the freedom yeah, yeah and they don't like us
2: yeah they thought that you yeah. bring uh, western culture yeah
1: western culture in our country and, and you yeah. need
2: to be banned <laughs> yeah
1: yeah and we had an uh, interview with the uh, israel uh, persian radio and they come to our house and take everything and take us to the police station that time yeah very bad oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i think about the uh, past uh, very scary because that time i was 22 23 mm-hmm. years old yeah <laughs> yeah but we are very brave that time now much more
0: <laughs> yeah yeah Would and do you have what proportion would you say of the population in Iran now would support the current regime? Is that something you know or do you just kind of it's hard to know, I guess, because it's Um, hard to speak out
2: about? um, I don't think many people support the regime, you know, um, who support a tyrant regime. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. And except, you know. with the, the problem, um, I, I think we know what's going on yeah. in Iran because we lived in that country for a long time. But I, I somehow understand why it's difficult for foreigners foreigner to understand yeah. what's going on there. And the, the first thing uh, you know, I can say is because there is no freedom of, of, of speech in Iran. And I, I'm not. I don't know that you know about that or not. But. Uh, mm, foreign interviewer and a big uh, news company, they are not allowed to be in Iran. So there is no uh, reporter from BBC or CNN or any other agency in Iran. No. Yeah. And uh, so uh, the WhatsApp, uh, the, um, lots of um, social media uh, are banned in Iran. And uh, so sometimes they just... Um, you know, we don't have even internet, so it's very it's people around the world just hear and see what the regime want wants them to see. Yeah, and I think it's uh, it's uh, depend on us, the Iranian diaspora, to somehow um, actually um, just convey the message from Iran and, and show the whole world that what's happening in Iran.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, it's a very uh, how can I say, limited country, they limited everything over there, so it's very difficult to get the right news. But we know what's going on in New Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, well, I'm glad that you feel comfortable to come on the radio and talk yeah. about this <laughs> in <Yeah>. New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. um, I wonder if you could tell us a bit about what protest actions you have been organising around Wellington in the recent
1: months yeah i think sarah talked about this because <laughs> all the time i follow them <laughs> <laughs>
2: um yeah uh, i think uh, it was a couple of days after death f- uh, of masa amini uh, my friend um hana just um called me and uh, she told me "Sarah, we need to do something and uh, we just uh, shaped a group uh it doesn't have any name. I just we thought, okay, so we just go out to vigil uh, and you know just somehow uh, bring her memory uh, and show their family that we support them. And then after that, we uh, realized that the uh, protesting keep going in Iran and people around the country they just keep going out and keep shouting. And unfortunately, we had uh, we heard that lots of people has died. Uh, um, and we thought, okay, so we need to support them. Uh, and from September to now, um, especially for the first um, couple of months um, September, October, yeah. November, uh, almost um, every week or every second week, we have protest, some sort of protest uh, here in uh, Wellington, and our friends in Auckland and some other uh, cities and it was uh, and we uh, during that time we just shaped our group and we called uh, now we have a name (laughs) Uh, it's called iranian solidarity group Uh, um, we are somehow the ec uh, somehow uh, the group of people that organizing more most of the protests here uh, but there are some other groups that they just trying to support Iranian protesters in Iran in different shape uh, they, uh, shaped, they shaped a, a street art group and uh, yeah. there are some um, other groups that they are just with different shape you know with singing just having a concert or painting or dancing you know with any other uh ways they trying to just um support and and show the solidarity with iranian yeah
0: yeah so do you focus is the focus more on you know kind of bringing your community together or showing your support to those in iran making people here more aware of what's happening?
2: What is it kind of a mixture of those? That's a very good question. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The last one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so the, we uh, it's we wanted to uh, to show uh, our fellow Iranian that we care about them here. And so we live in a, a democratic country. We live in a free country. And um, so we have the right here to um, go on the street and um, just shout what we think, and that was very nice. And we use um, our voice here because of the freedom we have here to amplify uh, the needs in Iran. So that's one things uh, we had in we have in our mind. And the other things is to increase awareness here. Um, as I told, so I consider the Islamic regime in Iran as a global threat, and I really wanted. Mm, to show uh, New Zealanders why what happened in Iran or Afghanistan or anywhere else. Now Ukraine is just affected, uh, affect all of us. Um, so that's the two main papers uh, of our group to uh, just show solidarity with Iranians and to increase awareness here in New Zealand. And mm, to be fair, actually, we got lots of support from Thanks. New Zealanders you know even with their smiles on the street it's just um, uh, it's felt very good for us yeah, yeah. yeah that was good <laughs> yeah yeah
1: very good the first uh, uh, every, every time I think about uh, we must do something uh, me and my brother thinking about the new song we played the new song and the new lyrics about the, this protesting and we support the Iranian people and I find the Iranian Solidarity Group, and I follow them, and after that, we had a live concert, support each other, and, yeah, and yeah. performance, the first song we played, and they are performance during uh, our first song, yeah. Mm-hmm. And for, yeah, one or two weeks later, the, uh, the live concert, the video is ready, and we'll update, uh, upload on YouTube. Yeah, you know, and, and I try to, uh, this like a Blu-ray and uh, sell at the bookshop, the music shop. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. So, you kind of you're getting a sense that people in Wellington are kind of paying attention, and you're feeling, you know, that solidarity yeah, within yeah. your group. Do you have a sense that people in Iran are hearing what you're doing or feeling supported by it?
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You yeah. still have a co- lot of contact
2: with people in Iran. Um, we have contacted actually. It's a bit limited now yeah. uh, because of you know the internet is not working and uh, you know all the social media is banned um, uh, and they need to use some proxy yeah, to prog- just connect it yeah, to VPN. Yeah. VPN. Yeah, yeah. The internet is not working. Yeah,
1: yeah. must uh, uh, before must be connect to VPN.
2: Yeah. yeah, it's very difficult. So I I remember during the last... I'm, I'm here, I'm living here now for seven years. And during the last seven years, I was talking to my mom uh, almost every single day. But now for the last six months, just once a week or less. Um, Yeah, but every time I talk to her or, you know, some other friend or every time I post something in... Uh, Facebook or Instagram, I just um, get lots of support that, oh, Mm. we are happy that, you know, you are there and you care about us. You you can just live your life, but you care about us, and that's very good. And, um, yeah, we have, um, uh, you know, uh, we need some, we need uh, New Zealand government actually to do um, some action to, show that they support uh, what's happening in Iran mm-hmm. and um, the woman life freedom movement in Iran. Yeah. So uh, we had some requested and we asked them a couple of times, uh, and we are going to be very persistent on that. Yeah. <laughs> and you are asking the government here to... Uh, first of all, we uh, it was a bit late, but it happened. Uh, we asked them to just make an official statement that um, they are not happy, happy with what happened in Iran and how the regime oppressed Iranian protesters and shot them and, you mm-hmm. know, uh, arrest them. And that's happened a little bit um, late, but now what we urgently ask is to put IRGC as a terrorist um, group. Uh, because they are a terrorist group, and mm. uh, they're dangerous to the whole world, so uh, we need to just be more consistent and, you know, uh, follow our follow our requests from government. Mm. So it's, this is not um, just um, what we wanted here in New Zealand. Other Iranian that live in um, other, other countries country. in Europe, in um, USA, in USA, they ask the same things. Yeah. Uh, and the other things that uh, I think is very important to mention is um, it's very difficult for us because now I myself, because I was uh, participating in um, anti-regime protests here, uh, I can't go back to mm. yeah, yeah. So we are threatened, yeah. officially threatened. Yeah. Uh, even here, you know, for the times we were on the street, we, we are really Mm, many Iranian, they just put masks and they're just trying to cover their face because they didn't want that uh, mm, uh, actually uh, the Iranian um, embassy embassy yeah. uh, knows uh, know about them. Wow. Uh, so, and now, so, our group, we didn't have any masks or so they know who we are yeah. and so it's actually, we couldn't go back to Iran and we, I can't see my parents and my brother and sister anymore. On the other hand, um, lots of my friends, they applied for parental uh, visa for their parents and the immigration just declined their request. (laughs) (laughs) Even that happened for, you know, one of my friends that uh, she has a a PhD offer from Victoria University, but her um, uh, application just declined. And yeah, that's a very bad yeah. bad news. And um, I don't know what we can do for that, but uh, we need to do something about that, too. Yeah, it's
0: yeah, it strikes me what big sacrifices you're making, not just with, you know, yeah, with the future implications of this and yeah. not being able
2: to return. I mean, I, I knew that for the first day, I, I, yeah. I think the first day I decided to go to the protest, because I was uh, with our friends, so yeah. I was the one that uh, over here cut my hair. For a couple of days, for three or four days, I had a bad headache yeah. because I knew that decision means I can't go back and see my yeah. headache. But I thought, oh, that's worth it. I, I couldn't just yeah. Uh, not care about that. It's, it's not to, me. You yeah. have to
0: do something. Um. Can you explain the hair cutting thing? Cause oh, yeah. Yeah. It's not something well that I was familiar with I until I was <laughs> <Until, Yeah, yeah. laughs> before that.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um the Masa Amini, she was a, a Kurdish girl. So in Iran we have different ethnicity and that that's the thing I myself very proud of that because people be uh, different ethnic group from different ethnic group from different language we just we live together for thousand years yeah. and it's a good bond between us for example my father he's from the turkish uh, side of iran and they speak turkish i don't understand any word but <laughs> my mom family uh, they speak persian and um, so it's always like that there are lots of you know uh, things going on yeah, <laughs> between it's... different ethnic groups um, Mahsa Amini she was uh, Kurdish and it's uh, apparently it's a Kurdish uh, way of mourning you know when you lose a very important member of your family you you cut your hair to show uh, your sorrow and how you you know um, mourning for that people uh, so it's uh, it's uh, comes from that uh, ceremony and so um, yeah. Hana our friend she's Kurdish and she she actually suggested that so I'm going to do that I'm going to cut my hair very short yeah. and I was like okay so we support you because you are all Iranian yeah. so we need to yes. do that together
1: all Iranian women in the world cut the hair. we yeah. started yeah.
2: To cut yeah. Our hair. Yeah.
1: yeah and some other people from other countries also follow yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. this that was sweet actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah
1: for example, uh, uh, is different. In Iran, uh, I keep my hair long because uh, uh, the government uh, loves uh, the boys and uh, have a short hair. Ah. <laughs> and we keep their long hair. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a different, d- different kind different
0: of protest d- yeah, you, with you having long hair. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so this stuff has brought, it sounds like it has brought the community together stronger, exactly. but it sounds like there ha- there are lots of events within the Iranian community in Wellington. Do you want yeah. to tell us a little bit about things yeah. beyond this kind of the protest movement yeah. that happened throughout the year? Yeah,
2: yeah. Um... Uh, it's very interesting because uh, Iranian uh, in Iranian culture we have uh, we have lots of celebrations, and uh, for example we celebrate the longest day, uh, the longest night, and then the day and night is even, you know, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. first day of <laughs> summer, nuts. the yeah. first yeah. day, all of them. Yeah, the, 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 the mm, and winter. Yeah, the yeah. last. Yeah, in winter. Um, yeah. The longest, uh, night, longest of, night, yeah. So we celebrate all, all of them, and you know, um, somehow they are similar, and in some uh, ways they are different. And in Iran, some of them is somehow banned. You know, they you ah, know the, the okay. again the, the government uh, dictates you are not uh, allowed to do that, or just trying to put more value on uh, lots of religious. Um, celebration but here we are free and we started to do that and the most important one is just happened a couple of uh, i think a yeah. month ago yeah a yeah, month ago uh, 21st of march is a uh, persian iranian new year and we celebrate that very big actually <laughs> yeah. uh so uh, after covid especially <laughs> <laughs> before <laughs> that it was yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the same too but you know the community we just get together we we just prepare lots of beautiful Persian uh, dishes. <laughs> mm. uh, and also, um, we're singing, we're dancing, and we're laughing together. And yeah, that's that's very awesome. And because i just just uh, talking about the uh, Persian, uh, Iranian-Persian food, so next weekend, I think, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a fundraising uh, with uh, Persian um, food. I think it's happening in... Um, On
1: Friday or Saturday?
2: I think it's on Saturday. uh, In... Uh, I forgot. Oh, <laughs> you can w- it in Karori. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Karori. Cori- yeah. Yeah, 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 I have a very bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. a festival, or uh, it's a fun, uh, fundraising, fundraising for a yeah for uh, one of uh, the member of community. Oh, okay. uh, and yeah, but there are going to be lots of delicious food over there. Okay. I can uh, I can send you the details. Yeah, please yeah. do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, We
0: can put it on our Facebook page. Thank um you. And. I realized that Sarah, you've got to yeah, <laughs> the yeah. road soon. And thank you so much for traveling and yeah. to the Wadarapa to be with us. But before you go, I wonder if you could just tell us um, a little bit about your background and what brought you to Wellington.
2: Yeah, um, I uh, I was architect in Iran. I had my master' uh, degree in Iran, and then uh, I was working for 10 years, and I thought, okay, so yeah, I need. I really like to have some international experience. Uh, fortunately, I get PhD offer from Victoria University, and I came here. Uh, I started my uh, PhD with a very lovely supervisor. She's like my godmother here, actually. Uh, I really owe to her. <laughs> Uh, and then I found a job, I get my residency, and now I just engage with an Irish guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Couple of months ago. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just enjoying being in Ottawa. Um, yeah. And you,
1: Yeah, in, uh, in Iran, I was musician. Yeah, and after our problem with the government, 14 years ago we ran away to Turkey and we lived there for 2 years and after we left the Turkey to Malaysia we as a refugee in Malaysia for 11 years and during 11 years we played the music in Malaysia and we just waiting until 4 5 years ago New Zealand uh, embassy except um, uh, me and my brother's case sent to the New Zealand. Yeah, two years ago we reached to here. Now I study as a film and TV production here and sometimes yeah play the music. Yeah. And uh, still uh, we're fighting for freedom. Yeah. Uh,
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's ongoing.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: it seems like, yeah, part of your... Lives that you have to hold strong to, and exactly. um, before you go, Sarah, you requested a song. Yeah. That we play. Can you tell us a
2: little bit about it? Uh, yeah, that's um, song. It's called um, uh, "For Freedom," uh, or um, uh, me, um, yeah. He wrote this songs, and it's uh, it's talk about why we need to protest and why we need to change this regime, you know, because of lots of people, because of poor people, because of environment, and he just explained that. Mm. And uh, it's uh, uh, I think when he uh, produced uh, that um, uh, song, after two days they arrested him, just for that song. Wow. Yeah, uh, and he was in custody for forty. Days or more, uh, and that song just somehow uh, became our uh, anthem, yeah. <laughs> our yeah. protest anthem. And yeah, it's when it's played, it just brings lots of memory mm-hmm. for me. And I really like that song. Oh, yeah. Thank
1: you. Revolution song.
0: Yeah, yeah. A revolution song. So <laughs> the yeah. strong thread of music
2: yeah. and exactly. powering you
0: through yeah. it. Thank you both so much for talking to us today and sharing your story. Thank you very much. Thank
2: you for inviting us. <laughs> Thank you.